Inspiration and marketing ideas for you and your business. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest Inspire Biz podcast. I'm Rashan, and if the title didn't give it away, today's theme is about crowdfunding. I'll be getting lots of information from the founder of Crowdfund360. Today's guest is a lady who loves giving entrepreneurs the tools they need to fund their dreams and bring their projects and products to life. She said she started her business because she's passionate about helping others to achieve their goals and become both successful and sustainable. Just last year, she worked with over 60 organisations, helping them to raise a grand total of £190,000. Here to tell you more about herself, crowdfunding and how she can help, this is Jess Bailey. Hi Jess. Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you doing? I am good, thank you. That's good. So Jess, from the little bit of information I know about crowdfunding, it's ultimately like raising money, isn't it? Yeah, raising money is definitely like the main thing that people think about when they're looking at crowdfunding but nowadays you can also use it just for marketing your business and also for testing a new product or you know seeing whether or not the audience is going to like something new that you're doing and obviously the funding is a nice side part of that as well so nowadays it's not just used for funding okay that's interesting to know so why would someone want to consider a crowdfunding campaign then well if you think about it like this If you're going to launch a new business or a new project or something and you need money, you know, normally, traditionally, you would take out a loan from the bank or other investors. Yeah. Now, if you're telling those people about your project, you're only telling one person or maybe like three people on a panel. And if they don't like it, you don't get any of the money. But with crowdfunding, it's the opportunity to tell like the whole world about your idea and then like you get the money from like 100 people or 200 people. And that's 200 people that believe that your idea is a good idea. So you're not just looking at the bank, yes or no, from this professional person. But these people that believe that your project is a good idea, that are giving you money, they're going to be future clients and future customers as well. So you already know that you've got that customer base ready when you are ready to launch. Oh, okay, so yeah, it's more to just raising money. It's actually the advantage of knowing that your products will actually sell. Yeah, so for example, if we look at like a cat cafe, you know cat cafes, right? Yeah, we just opened one recently in Bournemouth, actually. Yeah, so one was just successfully crowdfunded in Bristol as well. Now, with a cat cafe, if you went to the bank and were like, hey, I want £10,000 to open this cat cafe, that man in the bank might not like cats and he also might might not like coffee and he might be like, that's a ridiculous idea, no. Yeah. But if you go out and crowdfund it and 200 people give you enough money to get your £10,000, you know that that's 200 people that are going to be walking through your doors when you've launched. Mm. So then you know you've got the money to launch it and you've already got that revenue coming in from those first 200 people. In terms of crowdfunding and preparation for it, what's essential for someone to know or do before they actually launch their crowdfunding campaign? Yeah, so the planning is like, it's essential. You know, most crowdfunding campaigns that fail, fail because they haven't planned. It's so easy to just go to the website of any crowdfunding website and just write a project page. Yeah. But if you do that, you're not going to succeed because you have not warmed up your audience Mm. and, you know, informed them of this. So the planning stage is really important. What's important to know during planning is really just how you're going to structure your story. So for example, 
people don't really buy products, they buy stories and they buy people nowadays. Yeah. So how can you make your product emotionally relation, relatable to humans? And also, how are you going to market your campaign? The best length of time for a crowdfunding campaign is between 30 and 39 days. Yeah. And during every day of that period, as well as in the pre-marketing, pre-campaign period, you need to be giving out content like every day during the campaign and every few days in the run-up to the campaign. So that's probably about minimum 45 pieces of content. You know, you've got to plan that in advance so you know what you're saying and how you're saying it, what images are going out and what messages. But what if, like, someone came to you and they said they, they've tried to, you know, launch a crowdfunding campaign and it actually just didn't work? Nobody was really <laughs> backing it. What, what would you suggest to them? Yeah, that happens. That happens. I've, I'm working, actually, with one client at the moment who who did that last year in August, yeah. failed miserably and is now has now come to me because they want to run it again and obviously, hopefully, they want to run it successfully. Mm-hmm. What I'd say if you've done that is to really look at what you did, like analyse your successes and your failures and learn from them. Yeah. So did you spend time to like build your crowd? Because, you know, all successful campaigns raise at least 30% within the first week if you raise that first 30%, you're way more likely to succeed. But a lot of people that crowdfund think that randomers are just going to donate and give to their project, but that's not the case. You know, you need that 30% to come from your inner circle because people and psychology works very well in crowdfunding. People will only back campaigns if they see other people are backing them. Yeah, yeah. So once they see that, okay, like, you know, 20 people have given, they've reached 30% of their target. Mm, yeah, I am more likely to give. So if you failed, probably you didn't reach 30% within the first week. Probably you didn't spend time to work on your own crowd before trying to build an, an outer crowd. And probably you were also just spending time asking people for money. Now, crowdfunding is not just about asking people for money. It's mm-hmm. asking people to share it with their networks. It's asking people to contribute their skills to your campaign. So, for example, crowdfunding campaigns with videos always do better. Do you have a friend that can make a video for you? You're not going to ask them for £10. You're going to ask them to help you make the video. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what are the disadvantages then of doing a campaign? So it's obviously good because, as we mentioned already, like you can raise money for it, you get brand awareness about it, you'll get a footfall for, let's say, if it was a cat cafe and it was you needed customers coming in. But what, is there any disadvantages to having a campaign? Yeah, there are disadvantages to having a campaign. I'd say the biggest disadvantage of having a crowdfunding campaign is time. Mm. Crowdfunding campaigns are time-heavy. like heavy. You know, I recommend a minimum of six weeks to plan a crowdfunding campaign. And that's for a campaign that's probably raising less than £10,000. Okay, yeah. If you want to raise more than £10,000, you're going to need more time. And then during the campaign, you need to be giving like one hour a day every day. And if you you don't have that time, you're a busy business owner, you need to be finding other people to help you to, to, you know, give that time to send thank you emails to those who have backed your campaign to make sure that, you know, your marketing and communications of the campaign are working well. Obviously, in the planning phase, you've 
already planned all of your marketing communications and auto scheduled them out. But yeah. you also need to be constantly like updating and just, you know, putting in the figures and the numbers in those posts which you've already scheduled. What type of options are there for people in terms of delivering a crowdfunding campaign? Because in my network, I see a lot of things on like GoFundMe pages. Like, is that the best one? Is that the, the only one? What can you use? There's thousands of crowdfunding uh, websites in the world. GoFundMe is not the best one. It's probably the best one if you're doing these personal projects, such as, you know, raising money for funerals or for honeymoons I've also seen or like animal operations but if you're like a legitimate business owner it's not the best one to be on because you're sat next to these other less legitimate campaigns Mm. now if you're a product-based business you know Indiegogo is probably the best one if you're in the creative industries such as films books photos things like that Kickstarter is probably the best one if your audience is solely based in the UK, whatever your business, and you don't want to go for those other two, then either Crowdfunder or Fundsurfer are the best ones. These are really the only four that I would focus on as a business owner. And does it cost anything to start a crowdfunding campaign? It doesn't cost anything to start a crowdfunding campaign. And if you're ever asked for money to start a crowdfunding campaign, you know, don't give it because that's going to be a scam. Um Each of these platforms take a percentage of the amount raised. So, for example, most of them take 5% of the amount raised. And when you think, okay, I need £10,000 to start my, let's say, cat cafe, you need to figure, you need to factor in the 5% that that platform is going to take. So, actually, you need 10000 plus the 5% as your target. Oh, okay, yeah. Some um, platforms have a fixed fee where it's inclusive of the PayPal charges and the credit card charges, and others have a varying fee. If you have a varying fee, it's a bit harder to calculate how much you'll actually need. And then obviously the fixed fee is much easier to calculate how much you actually need. But if you have a lower target, so let's say you need 10,000, but if you only ask for 9,000, then you can overfund and you can get more money than you want. Obviously you... um... You work like with entrepreneurs, yeah? At what yeah. point of someone's business development should they decide to launch a crowdfunding campaign? Really, it can happen. Theoretically, it can happen at any stage. Yeah. For example, I'm currently working with um, one campaign that's creating a children's book. And that children's book is nowhere near completion. Mm-hmm. But it usually works best when you're selling your project based on prototype and feedback rather than just an idea yeah because people when they're giving money they need that sense of reassurance and when you've got a prototype like you've printed one book and you've gone to ask loads of people whether or not they think it's a good book then you can use these validations and images and video footage of this book or this product as part of your campaign but when it's just an idea in your mind it's much harder to sell unless it's very innovative. I've mm. seen some successful campaigns work on just the idea, but mostly it's easiest to do it when it's when it's in the prototype stage. And obviously you um, you own Crowdfund360, uh, but how does your company aid people to a successful crowdfunding campaign? Like, What services do you offer to help people with, with doing that? Yeah, 
So I have three different um, packages, let's say. One of them is campaign management, where I walk through the whole period with you, which will be a minimum of three months. And basically every week we just do something together to further your your project. And then when it launches, I'm there again, holding your hand the whole, the whole way. Now, obviously, this is the most expensive um, option because it requires the most of my time. And I'm really putting a lot into managing your campaign for you. My other options are workshops, full-day workshops, either just for you and your team or for a group of people, but never more than 15 people because it can't be personalized when it's too many people. And in that way, you come in in the morning with your idea. We work through all the six stages of crowdfunding. And by the end of it, you'll have a plan of everything that you need to go and do and what you already have and what you need to get before your campaign can launch. And the third option is... Um, an online course, which again breaks down crowdfunding into the six stages. And it's delivered through online training videos, um, example videos, and also through cheat sheets and templates and downloads. And each week, again, you would get the next section so you can build up your knowledge of crowdfunding and build on your campaign every week. And if someone came to you and said, Jess, you know, I'm thinking of doing a crowdfunding campaign, but I've done all the preparation for it. I'm, I think I'm ready, but I just feel scared. What, what would you say? What would I say to them? I'd say to them, just go for it. I mean, I think that's the problem with many of the people that I work with. When they're not working to such a tight deadline, they just put it off, put it off, put it off because they're scared. You know, if you have a crowdfunding campaign and you fail, that's like a public failure. It's out there because you've been pushing it so much on social media and email. You know, everyone is going to know about the campaign. And if it fails, you know, everyone will know that it failed. And no one likes to be a failure in that respect. Now, these things do happen, but the most important thing is to learn from it. And if, so long as you've planned it and you're passionate about your product, it's not going to fail. Anything that, even if you don't reach your funding goal, you've still reached hundreds of new potential customers and clients. So it's never going to be a failure. And what different types of crowdfunding is there available? Um, there's, you know, there's four different types of crowdfunding. I mean, only three are really probably relevant to, to us right now. Mm -hmm. um, the one that's irrelevant is debt-based crowdfunding, loan-based yeah. crowdfunding. That's not really important. The three that are important here are donation-based, rewards-based, and equity-based. Mm -hmm. Now, donation-based is mostly for social projects or charities. And it just means that you get the money and all you have to, you don't give anything back. They just get that warm, fuzzy feeling that they've done good. Mm -hmm. Businesses can do this as well, but it's not going to work as well. Then for businesses, the best two are rewards-based and equity-based. Now, rewards-based crowdfunding is much easier because you're raising less money and also the, the vetting and due diligence that goes with rewards-based is much lower than on equity-based campaigns. On equity-based campaigns, you want to be raising over £100,000. And rewards-based, you're probably going to be raising between five and £100,000. Anywhere between there can be rewards-based. Usually, it's best to do a rewards-based campaign and then learn from the successes and then go on to do equity-based if that's what you want to do. Yeah. 
And what three tips would you have for someone who was about to launch a campaign? Three, three tips for crowdfunding. Yeah. Um, okay. My first tip for crowdfunding would be make sure you've got a diverse range of validation. Now, this might seem like a bit of a weird tip, but all successful campaigns have this. So if you've got a children's book, make sure you've got a validation from a child, a parent, a teacher, you, a random person, this sort of thing, anyone that could, you know, benefit from your book or your product, make sure you've got some testimony from them, either on video format or photo quote format. My second most important tip for someone that's crowdfunding is never underestimate your own crowd. Try and get as much money as possible, even just five pounds for each person you know in that first week to build up the success of your campaign. And the third tip, would be really choose your platform wisely. Because if, if you're on the wrong platform for your project, that's going to hinder your project's success, in it, and that's not even in your control. It's just because of the reputation of the platform. And my final question is, for someone who has a campaign, what, what methods are there that they can use to, to share it, to get people aware that they've actually got a campaign going on? So the best ways that I do, I do that is, Email marketing, social media marketing, paid social media marketing, and PR. Although it's much harder to get PR for crowdfunding campaigns nowadays. And there are only certain things that a crowdfunding campaign has that PR would pick up on. But the power of social media in this day and age is so, so powerful that your crowdfunding campaign can spread really far and wide. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you, Jess? Um, to get in touch with me, you can follow me on Twitter. My hashtag, uh, my Twitter handle is at crowdfund360. Um, you can send me a message on there or tweet me. Alternatively, my website is www.crowdfund-360.com. And you can read more about the campaigns that I've worked on on there and also more about the packages. And then from there, you can just send me an email. And by sending me an email, we can start to talk about what your product is, what crowdfunding would be best for you, and obviously, like, what platforms would, would you choose. Because there are so many platforms out there, it's going to take anyone a good few hours to go and find the best platform for them. Alternatively, they can shoot off an email to me, and I'll be able to answer them within, like, five minutes of reading that email I can tell them which platform is best for them it's so much easier yeah I can imagine <laughs> when you're an entrepreneur you don't have time to go looking on all these websites yeah definitely well thank you so much today Jess for speaking to us and the audience about crowdfunding it's been a pleasure to have you on the show no worries thanks for having me thank you bye bye connect with us on Facebook at Inspire Your Biz to subscribe to marketing and business tips <laughs>